saw this tweet just before we were about to record. And so I'd like to say in the wise words of Tory Deal and one Aubrey Graham, you know you made it when your idols become your rivals. This is You Killed It. And this is You Killed It. I'm John Chidley Hill. And I am Sheldon Alexander. And I don't think we've talked about this before, but we have like friend of a friend connections with Drake. Although I think everyone in Toronto has at least one connection to Drake. I, I think if you ask every American, you know, anytime you meet someone from Toronto, that's one of their questions. Do you know Drake? And there's like some, you know, backwards, you know, this person knows that person, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I don't even, sometimes I don't even say certain things because it just sounds ridiculous. That like, if I heard someone else say it, I'd be like, shut up. But like, some of the things are actually true. Do you know what I mean? And like, here's the thing. We like went to school in the neighborhood that Drake grew up in. Yeah. So like, we do have like legitimate connections. Uh, our friend of ours, Adam Jimmers Jameson, uh, his younger sister went to Forest Hill Public School with a young Aubrey Graham. And, like, Adam went to that school, too. We have tons of friends mm -hmm. that went to that school. Just Drake's younger than us. So younger sister of one of our friends. And it's funny because, like, with them. me and my friends always talk about it because my public school was not near where I went to high school. My public school was in, like, my neighborhood that I grew up in. But we went to play a game when I was in grade 8 at Forest Hill. And I just remember it was the funniest thing ever because we were just like, where are we right now? <laughs> it was it's... like a different part of the world, despite the fact that the same city, it's still Toronto and all that. But I remember we walked in just like, where are we? But yeah, that's true. It's... If, if you ever, if you are a Drake fan and you want to know what his elementary school is like, just Google Forest Hill Public School Toronto. It looks like a castle. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's gigantic. And it only has like 500 kids. Like it's yeah. nuts. Uh, but do you know what else is nuts, Sheldon? Uh, I can guess, but I'll let you go. <laughs> <laughs> the, thank you. The creepy ass bunker mm -hmm. on the outskirts of Prague, Czech Republic, where they have our cast of this season of The Challenge hold up. And this week's episode starts with CT, Bananas, Kyle, and Rogan talking about the wrinkle of volunteering and how do you angle to get into an elimination because you now need to get into an elimination yeah and knowing that you can like call your shot there's a lot of value in that mm -hmm. and like judging people's strengths and weaknesses you know you might have an opportunity so first off i just want to say i love this show so much I said that so oh, many this times. This was a great episode. Solid episode of the challenge. And, you know, real challenge heads, like people that really love the show and even people that love reality TV, whether it's Big Brother, whether it's Survivor, whatever, right? You love this part of the game, the strategizing, you know what I mean? Like trying to figure out which way you should go. Is an alliance needed? Is an alliance not needed? How are the votes going to go? All these things. And... I've always said it that the challenge, I think, does the best job in terms of flipping the script from each year. So you got to figure out essentially a new game every single season. Yeah. And we're what? Second episode in. And I got to say, I kind of agree with them, right? Like in the sense that they're trying to figure out what's the best way to go about it. And is it to, as you said, call your shot and just jump right in? 
when you can because, you know, at least that way you're going in on your own terms. But there's still some debate, and it's still tough either way. And it was funny to see these guys together trying to figure that out because it's such a, an interesting crew. Rogan, Kyle, Bananas, and CT. It's a real mixed bag because, like, I mean, CT and Rogan have apparently developed a friendship and understanding. Okay. And, you know, CT and Bananas have a checkered past. Mm-hmm. But, you know, now they seem cool. Uh, I say that as I think over my shoulder is the famous Bananas backpack. Hey. Um, but then, like, Kyle has had his ups and downs with all of them, you know? Like, it's a real... Kyle, you're right, it's Kyle a is bag. still trying to find his way on this show, I think, right? Like, we don't... I don't really think Kyle has fit in yet fully. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's not... He's clearly what you would call a vet now. But at the same time, he hasn't had much success, if we're being honest. And also, I just think we don't know who his alliance is, like, what side he's on. He's always playing the middle or trying to play the middle and it never works out for him but no and ct called him out on that last episode mm-hmm. or maybe the first episode where he said you gotta do less man you gotta like <laughs> yeah choose your crew you can't be in an alliance with everyone because it just makes you look suspect for sure totally and speaking of looking suspect d and j beautiful beautiful segue props to you it's go just... ahead I, I put on Twitter, I tweeted this out during the episode. I was just like, miss me with this whole Rogan and D storyline. Like, miss me with the whole thing. And I know it, it's tough because it took up a lot of this episode and it ends up being an actual, like, focal point of this episode. So I get it and I understand it. But essentially, they're flirting. They're sitting at the table. Jay's like, I see your boyfriend and and D says, well, it's not going to be, he's not my boyfriend. She's like, well, it's going to happen anyways. So if maybe we can piss him off in the process, everybody wins. And I'm just kind of like, you're a loser. Like, this is dumb. Like, how old are you right now? Like, it's just so annoying. And you could tell the part that was weird, too, was Jay didn't really want to participate. You could tell that he was kind of like, uh, I don't know, like, this is kind of weird. And my guy is sitting right there, like, watching us, like, I don't really care for this, but she kept going and going like the thirst was real to quote the kids. Right. But like Jay, it was, it was like the Chris Rock bit. I think I've used this reference before the Chris Rock bit about like, (laughs) he's talking about cheating and I'm not condoning cheating people. I'm just telling you the joke, but he's saying sometimes as a man, we can only run away so fast before we're eventually, eventually we just get caught (laughs) he's like we might stop chasing but if it's chasing us sometimes we can't run away that fast and jay not that he's running away but he's clearly telling her like uh i don't know i don't know and she's not having it she's just like no like it's gonna happen (laughs) and he's like well i might not be able to fight it off i mean Jay's between a rock and a hard place here, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, he's clearly vibing with D. Yeah. Like, I, I do think he's, like, genuinely attracted to her. Mm-hmm. But also, like, he, he's not dumb. He even says in confessional, like, 
it's all well and good for you to say like, oh, let's make Rogan jealous. Yeah. But like, I'm the one that might have to face him in a hall banger. For <laughs> sure. Like, or face the consequences <laughs> of getting voted in again because the whole house doesn't like him. Or, you know, Rogan has more friends in the house that'll be able to go against Jay. Yeah, it, it didn't make much sense. Um, question though, what made less sense to you? Them blatantly flirting trying to make Rogan jealous? Or Swaggy and Bailey having a blanket that's filled with pictures of themselves on it. <laughs> I... <laughs> like, if I found out friends of mine had that blanket at home <laughs> or at their cottage, you know? Like, not even an everyday thing. Okay. I would rip on my friends <laughs> to take it to a place that you know is going to be like a camps a camp style bunk yeah. situation where you're going to be seen on international TV not even national TV like international television like what yeah like it, it, what is the payoff of that like when you know that you're going together like i mean it would still be fucked if like Jenna showed up with a blanket of photos of her and Zach. That'd be weird as too. A, that would be weird too, but at least you're like, okay, I'm just like trying to remember my man while I'm here. <laughs> but like you're there together. Hold on. And also like, my guy's like tucking her in like all perfectly first before he hops in. Like it was very weird. Like it was more than just like how creepy the blanket was. And shouts to Anissa too, because she's like they're so going to hate me for these comments. Well, uh, no, I think she said that Swaggy might forgive her. Bailey might yes. not. <laughs> was that it? Was that what she said? Poor Anissa. That, yeah. I love Anissa. But also, again, like, what's I don't understand the motivation. Like, I just don't get it. I'm trying to find the tweet right now. I saw Swaggy tweeted during the show about it. Uh, I'm trying to scroll back and find it, and of course, now that I'm trying to find it, I can't. But um, it's funny though. I think he said it was made by a Big Brother fan, which like doesn't so? make it any better. <laughs> Listen, I wasn't justifying it. I was just giving you his. I was just giving you his excuse, right? I wasn't saying that that you know I agreed with it or anything. I was just telling you what he said. I just think. You know, every so often in life, you come across a couple that are just on their own little planet. You know what I mean? Yep. Oh, yeah. I think I think Swaggy and Bailey are just one of those couples where they're on their own planet. You know, I mean, it, it feeds into Bailey's talking about, like, no one's going to mess with my man or else they'll have to deal with me. Like, no one's scared of you, Bailey. <laughs> Especially with that, like... I pee myself blanket. You know what I mean? Like, it's not... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't even know what to say about it. It was just a weird, weird thing. And I get that you got it, a, like, a fan. They said a fan made it for them. And I think... Didn't Anissa point out that there's a picture of them... Holding a picture of them or something on the blanket? There, there's a picture of them wearing t-shirts with their photos oh, that's on what it. it is. <laughs> like the the only person that that's acceptable is orange cassidy who wears a shirt of himself wearing a shirt of himself wearing a shirt of himself shirtless 
Only Orange Cassidy can pull this off. It's not for the swaggy C's and Baileys of this world. I don't know who Orange Cassidy is. I know I'm going to send you so many videos of Orange Cassidy as soon as this recording is over. <laughs> You're going to regret saying that. Fair enough. Real ones know who Orange Cassidy is. You'll love him. Fair enough. Fair enough. Here's Swaggy C. Swaggy said, uh, Sway Lee Gang Blanket. That's what he called it. Sway Lee Gang Blanket. Our fans made that for us. It comes with us everywhere. TV shows, flights, hotels, everywhere. I mean, when you're married, you can do things like that. No, you can't. (laughs) Wrong. Wrong. No, you cannot. Listen, man, I'm just giving you the explanation. I'm not saying that's what I think. That's what Swaggy, that's what a dude that calls himself Swaggy C says, okay? And again... Every time you think that these two are a little odd or a little off by something that he says, you just got to go back to the main starting point of my guy calls himself Swaggy C. Um, while we are referencing Anissa, because we're not really going to have a chance to speak about her again, really. Okay. Um, we got to give her credit because we overlooked her last week. She had an excellent line in last week's episode okay. when she said of Jen that she's looking her best while trying her least. And we had a few listeners point that out. Uh, Elaine pointed that out. Uh, there was someone else. Certainly Elaine. And I wish I could find the other one. My apologies to the to the other person that said it. That's all right. That's all right. No this, problem at this all. This is a humble brag, but the mentions were lit this week. Because the challenge is lit. And that's why. Like, I wrote down at one point, what other show goes from... Long, long distance running, puzzles, blowing up trucks, backstabbing votes, swing votes, burn votes, hooking up, right? Like, it just, so much goodness all wrapped into 190 minutes. And the <laughs> challenge itself, right? Now, on paper, oh no, sorry, I was going to skip the whole thing. No, I can't skip this. This is like a big moment. Whoa, 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 whoa. I got to slow myself down. So much stuff happened. I got to slow down here. So this was a major plot line in the episode. And I got to say, no, let's go through it first. And then we'll okay. get to winners and losers of this little tete-a-tete, we'll say, okay? Okay. So Because I had a lot of questions about this, too. So in a room, there's Bananas, Jordan, Nani, Kayla, and Tori. And Bananas keeps talking about how Ashley is always playing the floater game. He calls her a snake. And they keep showing these shots of Ashley's in the hallway, hearing him say that. And she's listening, but kind of walking away, but listening. And he says he wants to put her name on blast, expose her game, because she always plays the same game all the time, and he wants to expose it. So that's part A. Okay? Part B, Ashley leaves that conversation, which at the time, I didn't think that they knew that she was listening. But clearly they were because she goes back and she's talking to Jenny, of all people, which we'll get to. And she's talking to Jenny and she says, Johnny's telling everyone that she's fake. He's going around the house leading a campaign against her. Um, So what she's doing now is real. She's trying to tell Jenny, like, I'm being real. Like, I'm real with you. Like, me and you got along last year and we weren't even in the same alliance and Blah, 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 blah. Let's get to the point, though. Bananas comes in, (laughs) and he hears it, and he comes right in to stir the pot right away. And stir the pot is is just 
like what Johnny Bananas like his name might not even shouldn't even be Bananas it should be Johnny Stir the Pot because that's basically Johnny's Johnny Spoon Johnny Ladle <laughs> Johnny Ladle okay I like it I like it um, but he comes in and he's just like oh what are you guys talking about maybe you want to let me in on the conversation like he's trying to be all coy when blatantly he knows what's going on and now he just says what he was saying behind her back to her face ashley gets upset and it turns into a whole argument ashley leaves yelling johnny stays with jenny and he's blatantly like so i mean that's just what she does and jenny says what at the end of this conversation john i love her but i don't trust her right so i'm gonna ask you this whole little Johnny versus Ashley thing at this point because obviously there's a next wave that's coming but at this yes. point I'm going to ask you whose side are you on here I'm on Ashley's side oh okay okay because I don't think she handled herself well no but I don't think she's that snaky I think she is too Frankly, she's too emotional to not show who she is. Like, I don't think she's very good at biting her tongue, as we saw in this episode. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, he's saying that she's a snake. And, like, you know, she jumps from alliance to alliance. But all last season, we spoke about and, like, we gave her credit for the fact that she went in to last season without any of her friends. Yep. Without any of her go-tos. And she hung in there and like floated along. Found a way and to And that's cook. the game she had. Yeah, it's the only way she could do it. Yeah. But in previous seasons, she's had her little crew. Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, that's two strategies right there. Mm -hmm. And also, it's just like, I actually think, you know, in this sequence, they had like Nani sort of explaining the beef. And Nani hits on something that I think is the truth, where she says that. Johnny is threatened by Ashley because he can't control her and they're very similar. It's interesting. And they play similar games. And you know what? And Ashley says that also at some point in this episode, she says that she thinks Johnny is scared of her. I think there's something to that. So what do you think of this situation? So I will Whose agree. Side are you on? I will agree that I think that something there might be true, right? Like she says, oh, I made more money than him on the show. And that probably makes true. him mad because he's had more success on the show. He's been a bigger, he's definitely made a bigger impact on the show than she has. So he's probably mad at that angle, not denying that. But I'm going to say I'm on bananas side here because. Okay normally right talking shit behind someone's back not really here for that but i get it it's gonna happen you're on this show it's gonna happen but the part that i respected was that he came back around and said everything to her face right yeah nothing was hidden it's not like he's trying to keep the secret i thought he was pretty funny about it too and he's just a showman and then at this point the reason why i'm on his side is a because i'm entertained right but b Ashley, you should know, like, you should know his tricks by now. You can't get flustered by his game, right? You can't get flustered yeah. by that. You can't get thrown off your game to the point where you're getting mad and running out of the room and stuff. You got to know what Johnny Bananas is doing, and you're falling right into his hands. So that's why, at this point, I'm still on Johnny Bananas' side. 
Um, I do have to just say, I'm going to preemptively defend myself. Nope. Because I know someone's going to get in my mentions and be like, John, how could you say Ashley's not a snake when she screwed Hunter out of the money? It's a business and decision. Here's the th- <laughs> not just that it was a business decision, but first of all, Johnny did the exact same thing to Sarah. True. And second of all, it was blatantly obvious all the way along that Ashley fucking hated hunter and he hated her it's not like where sarah was like johnny i thought we were cool and like johnny had apologized and they'd like yeah sorted out their issues for sure ashley was up front mm-hmm. that she hated hunter yeah and like they were at each other's throats all the time. like i think that i mean if anything ashley wears her heart on her sleeve too much and like you just yeah. touch on it yourself yeah so i don't think that you can say that she's like a chameleon, that she's a shapeshifter, when she's, I think, very authentically her at all times, for better and for worse. No, that's fair. I think that's fair for sure. Um, But more on that later, because obviously this storyline continues within this episode, right? Um, But today's game, which was a very interesting game, and I love TJ's intros. Whoever writes TJ's intros, bravo. And I know he doesn't do it in one take just because... The way that it's emphasized is so perfect. So today's game is played as individuals. It's all about stamina, memory, and blowing shit up. (laughs) That, to me, is why the challenge is a challenge. Well played. So decode and detonate, right? 26 people left. Each person has their own puzzle. Each puzzle has its own code. Then you have to run to the decoding stations, and there's multiple decoding stations, which is very important. And you have to run back and forth to solve your puzzle. The first two people to solve their puzzles get to blow up a truck, and you win. Sad challenge. And obviously you end up as the first two members in the tribunal, which, as we've been talking about, is very, very important. It's everything. And this in this season, being in the tribunal is everything. For sure. So, first thing here, and I know we've been talking about Swaggy and Bailey a lot. We've mentioned them already. But Swaggy right away says that he has a photographic memory. So, it immediately made me think, so if you have a photographic memory, why do you need a blanket with pictures of you and your girl? Hold on a second. In my notes, I have Swaggy C has a photographic memory. So why does he need a blanket with photos of his fiance on it? <laughs> Great minds think alike, Sheldon. Or fools seldom differ. But hey. But on the note of Swaggy C's <laughs> photographic memory, Sheldon, how photographic is that memory? Not per- not good. No. Not good. No. So he was he was in second or he was neck and neck with CT and then he got it wrong. Yeah, he actually was the first person to ask for a check and he got it wrong. Um Tori, we start to see different people's strategies going forward as well, right? Like Tori says that she wants to win and she wants to put Jordan in versus Jay. Right? So we start to see different people's strategies kind of, you know, filter out. But most importantly, the key here to this one, I thought, was how many of the symbols were you going to try to remember while you go take off for your run? Some people wanted to try to remember three. Some wanted to do four. This, that, and the third, right? 
Jenny appeared to be the first one back. Then came Swaggy and Jordan. And as you mentioned, Swaggy was the first one there. And we get a confessional of Bailey also saying how smart she is. Uh, hold on, Sheldon. Not that she's smart. She has a smart brain. <laughs> I guess that's better than a dumb brain, I guess. Right. <laughs> um, but I wrote down, I don't trust people who have to tell you how smart they are. And both Swaggy no. and Bailey have both told us how smart they are. And I'm sure, hey, there's probably other confessionals with other people saying the same thing. But I'm still standing by that fact. People shouldn't have to tell you how smart they are. That should be apparent. Bailey, no, they show you I agree. how smart they are. I agree. It's always better to show rather than tell. Um, Bailey also talks about how she really wants to have power in this house. Mm-hmm. This isn't Big Brother. Like, that's, it's not head of household that you're winning, <laughs> Bailey. Like, it's not, like, this isn't, it's not the same thing. Well, she doesn't realize that yet, which we'll get to. We'll get to. Because, so, as you mentioned, Swaggy and CT ask for a first check. Swaggy's wrong. CT is right. And then we get the moment where, as much as I just made fun of Bailey, she, I guess, had the smartest move where she looks over at Jenny's board to see that Jenny has one of the same symbols as she has, but she hadn't checked it yet, but she was guessing that maybe, maybe Jenny was right. And she tried it, and it was right. So I got to give her credit for that on some level, no? I think it's a good strategy. Yeah. Like, it's the right amount of shady, and I think it's like a veteran play. Like, I'm not, as much as... We were just bagging on Bailey and Swaggy C, and we'll continue to do so <laughs> for the foreseeable future. That was a good move. Swaley. I can't believe we still call, they call him Swaley. As if, again, that's someone else's name. Like, you can't give yourself yeah. a nickname that belongs to. Anyways. Um, so. <laughs> I'm with you. We get to the tribunal, and no, we get to the decision making portion of it, right? So, Bailey and CT are arguing. Not arguing, but having a discussion. And I think a negotiation. Negotiation, yes. And I feel like the negotiations like this out in the open, I don't know if we've seen it as much as we're going to see them this year, right? Because it's going to get serious. Yeah. And you're going to have to put your cards on the table, no? Well, I thought that CT alluded to that, and Tori sort of touched on it too, mm-hmm. that CT was loud about their conversation and Bailey was loud about it. So he basically forced Bailey to lay her cards out in front of everyone. Yeah. And by extension, Swaggy's cards. Yeah. And so... And that was smart. I thought that was very smart. Well, the whole thing came down to CT doesn't want to trust... He doesn't want to trust Bailey and Swaggy. And he's trying to say, why don't you put in another girl? Because it's a guy's elimination anyways. And I want to have the power to go in. I don't want to have to, you know, fight for it against uh, Swaggy. And Bailey's trying to tell CT, well, Swaggy doesn't want to go in anyways. Right? Which is weird. Which is weird. Sh- hold on. Such a Let's bad start strategy. There. Let's start there. Should Swaggy want to go in? Yeah. Okay. Like, on paper, mm-hmm. at this point, they don't know who's going to go up, but they probably know which way the wind is blowing, and we'll see that it's going to be Jay. Not to skip too far ahead. But... At this point, they have a sense of who's probably going to be on the chopping block. Yeah. And 
by just like process of elimination, the further you go into the season, the harder it's going to be to win an elimination. Yeah. So you want to get in there early. And CT's strategy is sound because he knows that his reputation will carry him. He just needs that red skull and then he can just like chill, right? Yeah. So, but Swaggy and Bailey should have the same thought process. They, everyone should have that thought process. Yeah, and because I, I think go in, get my elimination, and then see if I can just like keep my name out. Because I think the big part is you want to go in when you're calling the shots, right? Like you want yeah. that opportunity. But I do kind of understand. So they're saying that, that he doesn't want to go in, and there's another side of me that can kind of understand. Hey, they're rookies, so they're just trying to like hang around, hang around as long as possible, which I kind of understand mm-hmm. on your first go round because you want to see how yeah. the game goes, right? You want to, yep. and even if you don't make it to the finals, if you just make it, you know, midway through the season, you'll take that, right? Or you should take that. Yep. So there's part of me that kind of understands it, which leads to the next question because CT is like, First off, he outs Jay right away and says, you don't think Jay's going to be the one that's going to get thrown back in? So wouldn't you want Swaggy to go in against him? And Bailey's like, no, Swaggy doesn't want to go in. And CT's like, I don't trust you, essentially. Yeah. And And they were shocked by that. They were super shocked. So the second question, right? The second question to me is, you know, CT basically doesn't trust them. Should he trust them? Because as you mentioned, they're stunned by the fact that CT doesn't trust them to the point where Swaggy very confidently tries to say, what do you mean? You don't trust like big brother people? <laughs> and he's, and he's like, no. CT was like, no, I don't. <laughs> Which was, CT had a great one-liner episode and it's definitely going to come up in our line of the episode. Mm-hmm. But he's right. Like, he doesn't know these people. And also... CT's only experience with Big Brother people are Polly, who is like not trustworthy at all and very erratic in his play and very emotional. Josh, who's very emotional. <laughs> Natalie, who makes too many alliances. Like the only one who's really like repped Big Brother reliably is Davon. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're right. Like Davon was a straight shooter. So, yeah, if I were CT, and also he just doesn't know them. Like, it's not even like Big Brother people in general are untrustworthy. So he just doesn't know them. Like, he doesn't have a measure of their character. They're obviously going to be looking out, like, obviously Bailey is going to prioritize Swaggy over CT. And they can outvote him if that's the case, right? Like, if one of his allies, it looks like they're going to go in, he wants to protect them he would not be able to like it i i I think ct played this well i think he played this whole episode well um but like yeah he was in a tough position and i totally understand why he doesn't trust them i think the point tori makes is good too because by having this conversation super loud if bailey and swaggy do double cross him and just say hey we're we're throwing swaggy in instead because they would obviously have the more votes, right? It's two of them. So they would get to put Swaggy in. Everybody sees that. And so next week when it's a female elimination, chances are they're throwing Bailey in. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone would see how untrustworthy they were and they would be angry at them and probably throw Bailey in next week. 
yeah, he was he was smart about it. Like I said, I think he played his cards well. Yeah. So then we get back to the house, and Jay obviously is a leading vote getter to go in, or so we think. But Ashley's starting to rally up the troops against Johnny, and she starts with D, who pokes her head out, is probably becoming. She might be replacing Kara for me. She's on that wow. pace. She is on that pace. Now you can't do that with just one season of fuckery. But she's starting on that pace. I'll be honest with you. You know what's funny is we're fortunate. We have very kind and supportive listeners. Okay. But we got two negative tweets last week. Oh. One saying that we weren't, uh, that we'd always been critical of Kara. Okay. And then when Jordan showed the same behavior, we should have been like equally unimpressed with Jordan. And someone saying, I can't even look up their names, that we were too hard on Rogan and D last week. I'm okay with that. I'm fine with, yeah, all I, of the, with all of that. That's fine. That's okay. We are allowed to disagree, people. That is okay. Right? Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not apologizing. I'm just saying that like, we're going to hear more about it. And I, you're my ride or die. So here, here's my thing, right? So D says that she's going to vote for Johnny. She's trying to, like, stir this up, right? She's like, oh, yeah, I'm voting for Johnny. So now Kayla thinks that she's doing something, you know, nice and helpful to her friend Corey. And we know her and Corey have a sordid history, but they seem to be on great terms now, which is cool to see, right? Sorted like her bedsheets. Jeez. Yes. And... She goes to Corey and Nelson and says, hey, it seems like the girls are, are, aren't voting for Jay. They want Bananas to go in. So now Ashley joins in and also starts telling Corey and Nelson the same thing, which is something that Nelson leaves out of the party later on, which we'll get to. Yep. But at this point, Corey, Fessy, and Nelson are all thinking they might have the numbers to maybe try and get Bananas out. And the next scene to me was so amazing because they all go like walking through the house trying to find Wes, right? Corey's like, okay, I got to talk to Wes. <laughs> and I love how Wes comes around the corner, sees all of them, and he just starts laughing right away. He's just like, all right, I know where you guys are going <laughs> before they even <laughs> say anything. I thought that was amazing. I thought that might have been like for challenge people like diehards who have been around to understand the entire dynamic of like Corey versus bananas, bananas versus Wes, Wes versus like to understand that whole thing and just see it all happen where Wes is like, I know exactly where this is going with all of you coming to me right before we all vote. And the, the look on his face because he sees the camera, sees them. He's like, all right. I loved it. I well, loved it. I loved it too because it's just it makes so much sense. Yeah, totally. Like totally. Co- Corey and the Young Bucks mm-hmm. strongly dislike bananas. Nelson especially dislikes bananas. Yep. If you have a bone to pick with Johnny Bananas, who are you gonna go see? Who are you gonna call? Obviously, you're gonna go see Wes. Yeah. Obviously, like that's gonna be your first step for sure. Right, and I just like it's. It's like, it was almost like Ocean's Eleven, <laughs> where they're getting their crew together and they're like, well, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. Like, let's go. And like, it put Wes in such a hard position because he's allied. Yeah. 
with Johnny. And not everyone knows yet. People have their assumptions, but at least now they're going to put him on front street. Right. And like, he's going to have to show his cards, but I love how this conversation ends. Cause it's just Wes saying he looks around. He's like, I got to hide. So the the meeting, sorry, go on. I was going to say, I don't think Wes quite got out of that conversation as smoothly as he could. No, not at all. Like they knew right away. They're kind of like, okay, that was weird. Normally Wes would be jumping at this opportunity. Yeah, you could tell that the way, like, they all walked away, they're all like, uh, Wes normally would be like, fuck yes, you have my vote, obviously, let's go, let's do this, I love it, and, like, really, like, pump them up, but he was like, uh, I'll think about it, and, like, you could tell they're all, like, Fessy especially sort of, like, did a double take as he walked away, sort of, like, what was that about, you know? As he's trying to, like, piece together all the relationships, right? Uh, but then we get to the actual nomination ceremony and Bananas is like leading the charge. He's thinking he's just running shit. This is going to be super easy. He's like, I'm picking Jay. Right. And, I, and I'm, I'm not mad at Bananas at this point. And then no. Jay basically tries to throw it back in Bananas face. And he's like, all right, then I'm going to pick you then, Bananas. I want to I want to pause you right there. I thought that was a very smart move by Jay. Because Jay knows about this plot to throw in bananas because he had joined the conversation that had like Tori and Dee and Ashley. So he knows that this is like a foot. Yeah. And it's smart because it gets an automatic vote onto bananas that bananas and his allies won't necessarily suspect. For sure. Because it's the most natural thing in the world to be like, you nominate me, I'm going to nominate you. And even before the trains start moving on his name, Jay gets out there and says yeah. Banana's name, which is smart. I like that strategy. Good strategy by him. And then D, as I keep telling you, is, is you know, really climbing up Kara rankings. And she adds another one where says, I like him and I think he's cute. So I want Jay to stay. So I'm picking Banana's. And I'm like, you're a loser. Just say you're picking bananas. Like, what? What? Like, why are you going through this whole thing? And of course, it cuts to Rogan, and Rogan's giving like side eye and all this. And I'm like, I don't care about any of this. This is so annoying to me. And then Ashley votes bananas, and I'm thinking it's gonna be Corey, Nelson, and Fessy also voting for bananas as well. But that's not how what happens. Burn votes start to occur, and then for some strange reason, Nelson starts piling up and getting votes nani casey and jenna all vote for nelson well here's what i thought was weird okay casey's from big brother right correct and not that jay is from big brother but he's allied with big brother people yeah but i don't think casey we don't even really see casey messing with bailey and swaggy we don't see that but you'd think that like i don't understand why she would pick out nelson rather than be like Jay could be an ally of mine. I'm going to back him. So Casey won Big Brother because she was smart enough to play in the background and choose her side wisely. That's the only reason she won Big Brother. She played the background and then chose the right side to be on and just outlasted the rest of her alliance. So I don't really think she's going to come into the house and just side with Big Brother people just because. She's going to play around and see where things lie. What about Josh then? Like, don't you think Josh would also be like, all right, like, Josh is a let's moron. get this. 
Josh is a moron. Okay, but like, I had logic to Josh. Although Josh, I, I will not. say this: Josh is doing a good job so far. He's he's in the cut. Josh hasn't even done anything, said anything, done any like. If you didn't just mention Josh, I would have forgotten he was on this season because he hasn't caused any problems. My guy's quiet. So how does Nelson handle this? Does he handle it well? He handles it like Nelson. And do we do the segment right now? Nice things to say about Nelson. I'm assuming it's going to go downhill from here. Okay. But first, but first, we have a listener request on the topic. I think you saw that. So uh, it was. Hold on. I took a screen cap because I'm getting after 136 episodes. I'm getting good at this podcasting thing. <laughs> uh, Rachel Bass okay. asks, please, please, please. Can your one positive thing about Nelson segment be referred to as whoa, Nelly time? So I think, Sheldon, it's whoa, Nelly time for you, Rachel. Shout out to you, Rachel. And I appreciate the feedback. I really do. But I will not be referring to it as that. You can. What? You. <laughs> and if you'd okay, like to I'm pull calling it cool, no I'm problem. I'm calling it whoa Nelly time. I'm gonna sell it hard. I'm gonna blast your eardrums every time, Sheldon. I will never utter those words. But hey, I appreciate the feedback. I appreciate the producering done by our listeners. Appreciate it for sure. <laughs> appreciate any and all feedback. But there's just some stuff I'll choose to stay out of. But I'll say this. I do have some nice things to say about Nelson. Okay, go ahead. And at this point, I actually felt bad for him because he didn't do anything wrong. But all of a sudden, people are calling his name. And, like, I get the first burn vote, maybe. But do people not understand? A burn vote is you're throwing away your vote, meaning you're not really voting for anybody. But after multiple people say the same name, it's no longer a burn vote. So the nice thing I'll say about Nelson is he didn't really deserve that. Okay. Here's my nice thing about Nelson for our Woe Nelly TM registered trademark segment. And that is, I thought going into this, he and Corey were being smart. Okay. Like, I thought that they were being smart to be like, oh, what's this? Three or four people are going to vote for Bananas, a guy we will never work with. Yeah, for sure. Now is the time to shoot our shot. I thought that was smart. So. You said, so I wanted to get that out of the way because this is the end of saying nice things about Nelson. Because for No, because he's an idiot. <laughs> he's feeling the heat as all these people are saying his name. So then for some reason, instead of trying to turn the attention onto, I don't know, maybe the other people who are getting votes like Jay and Bananas, my guy flips his attention onto Kayla, which makes no sense at all. But who also, has- it doesn't even benefit Nelson in any way, shape, or form. And... She was trying to help him in the first place. It makes no sense. But my guy's all like, well, the only reason we were voting for Bananas in the first place was because Kayla came to us and said that all the girls are now going to vote for Bananas. I think, you know, we talk about this. Some people are just like branches on that Camilla tree where like the very idea of being nominated just drives them around the bend. Like if they just go off. And we see that with both Nelson and Kayla, where they, like, in both cases, like, if you're Nelson, what you do is you, like, keep your mouth shut, and then afterwards, you, like, take mental notes, and you say, I'm going to go check with Jenna, I'm going to go check with Casey, I'm going to go check with Josh. What the fuck is going on? 
right? And you just be like, hey, like, I thought we were cool. Like, let's hash it out. Like, settle the beef one-on-one. You don't make a scene. Instead, he makes a scene and, like, calls out Kayla, who, as you pointed out, had been trying to help him before she voted. So she's in a position to vote for him in anger. Like, I mean, and all you did was just add another vote to yourself. Because she wasn't even thinking of voting for you. But she's like, well, since you're doing this, I'm definitely voting for you now. But then the votes get super interesting, right? Because Bananas has six votes. Nelson has five. Jay has five. And then we get to Wes. And things get super interesting because everyone wants to see what Wes is going to do. And now Wes got to put his cards on the table, right? Because whatever choice you make here, you're going to show your cards. And then... Wes ends up voting for Jay, and Bananas' reaction is so funny. He's, like, pretending to make out with them. He's, like, so hype. He's, like, all over them. And it's super extra, but it changes everything, right? Because that flips Mel's vote. Then it flips Corey's vote. And it's funny because Wes played it all out. Wes was like, hey, I counted out the numbers, and it just makes more sense to go with Jay at this point. But... Did mm-hmm. Wes make the right move here? Well, see, here's part of the problem is Bananas called on Wes. And I'm not sure it was smart by Bananas because Bananas was like chairing. Yeah, but I think either I think either way it was going to show because if he votes for Bananas, then he's going in. And if he doesn't, everyone's like, wait, what's going on here? Yeah, but I also think that if you're Johnny, there's other people that you can call on. There's other ways that you can start to figure it out you know what i mean like there's you want to protect you just you want to protect your alliance with wes and try to hide him but here's the other thing johnny bananas has a fallback and that is who's on the tribunal ct who both he and wes are good with very true and so you go to ct and you'd be like hey like this is a crazy position Mm -hmm. we're working together we need you can you put Jay up? Yeah. Because I can take Jay. He also, though, he didn't have to make such a fuss about Wes. Like, he could have tried to cover it up and be like, oh, shit, like, I can't believe you just backed me up. Like, what's going on? You know what I mean? Like, he could have played dumb, but he, like... I mean, they said themselves. They're now challenge official. Yeah. Which is a hilarious turn of phrase, and, like, I really liked it. But, like, he could have played... The whole scenario differently. Even if he's still calling on Wes, he could have sold it differently. They both could have sold it differently. So I also found it interesting that seemingly Wes did not warn Johnny that this was being talked about. Yeah, I mean, I think Wes was just trying to protect himself. Like, at the end of the day, he just wants to end up on the right side of the house. So if he had come into this and he sees that it doesn't matter, Johnny doesn't have enough votes then I think he would have voted with the house. Like, he wasn't going to vote for Johnny unless Johnny had enough numbers to stay. And I think that's kind of what Wes's play was, to end up on the right side of the house. So by not telling Johnny, he leaves his options open. So I think that was part of it. But the other thing here, too, is Corey, right? Corey flips his vote. He votes for Jay, but he was one of the people that said he was going to vote for Bananas. I mean, same thing for Mel, but I think Corey at this point is a little bit more important because Nelson wasn't really happy about it. But did Corey make the right move here? I am so impressed with Corey's gameplay this season. Mm -hmm. 
like I said earlier, I thought it was smart that he immediately was like, oh, if we have a like chance to shoot our shot, we should. But And when it was obvious that they weren't going to be able to shoot their shot, he was right to call the audible. And like, I think it's easy for him to turn around and say to Nelson, like, listen, man, you know, you're my guy. But like, we couldn't continue to go for Johnny. And, like, maybe this will take the heat off of us. And more importantly, like, Jay was going in, so I was just piling on. Like, you got to understand that. I didn't vote for you. Like, it guaranteed that you weren't going in for sure. Yeah. And Corey said in confessional, it's obvious that Wes and Johnny are working together now. And, like, that's something I have to keep in mind. Like, that changes the house. Totally true. I totally agree with that. And I think, too, if you're Corey, the smart thing is he says... He can't have two of his people, Kayla and Nelson, going at each other. Like, that just doesn't benefit his game. That's not a good look at all. And so on his angle, I kind of like what he's saying. It makes a lot of sense, right? He, he thought this through, played it well, and is really a lot calmer, more rational. I like the angles that he was taking. I agree. Do you know who was not calm or rational? Our girl, Ashley. <laughs> she flips out. And stands on the table and tells them, like, I'm never going to try to work with you again. Just vote me in next week. I don't care. And she's, like, screaming at Johnny. And Johnny is screaming at her as Jay calmly takes his name and puts it up to be nominated. And I got to say, Jay continues to impress me because... He keeps his cool generally. We see him lose his cool a little bit later in this episode. But, like, going forward, like, two, three seasons from now, in terms of the long, long game, a guy like Johnny Bananas is going to be like, you know what? I can work with Jay. He's cool under pressure. He always, like, had dignity when he was... Like, he he is smart where he sees that D's going to advocate for him and he sees that Ashley is advocating for him in their own ways. So he doesn't say anything beyond, like I said, that snap. Well, you nominated me, so I'm going to nominate you, which I don't think will really get him in trouble. No, I agree with and that. And I just like, think in the long run, he's building a really impressive resume. I agree with that. And I just think Ashley, it's a bad move by Ashley. All in all. Again, her and Bananas keep arguing. Bananas makes a smart move and walks away while she continues to make an ass of herself. I think Bananas there wins again, right? Like, yep. you have yourself looking like a fool. The one thing I might give her a bit of credit for, which I don't know if she's that calculated, but she said, uh, you know what? I don't even care anymore. Throw me in. Like, is that her game plan to ensure she gets into the finals? The complete opposite of what she normally does, she's saying throw me in, where maybe she can control on the back end who she gets in against. I don't know. There's not, I really respect Ashley's game mm -hmm. and I like her, but I don't know that this is her season. Not just because she's making enemies, but she's not a killer in eliminations. Like she will need a little luck to win in an elimination. You know what I mean? Oh, totally true. Totally agree with like you. Like she, she would need to get a puzzle elimination or maybe a stamina elimination Anything that involves strength, I don't think she has a ton of it. Uh, speaking of chilling out, they did the opposite of that, though. They went out. Your favorite 
I was so, as I watched this, I was so happy and excited for you, for Sheldon Alexander, because I know you love it when they go to the club. I do. And this looked like a sloppy night. Like, this looked Mm -hmm. like big, drunk, sloppy energy. Quite a few looked like they'd been overserved. Why were they all dressed up? Halloween? Like, did I miss that? I think it was Halloween. Must have been, right? Yeah, the thing is, Halloween's, like, very much a North American thing. So, like, it might have been October 30th or 31st or whatever, but to go to a a nightclub in the Czech Republic dressed up, they're not... No one else is going to be dressed up. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Yeah. It's a weird flex. But anyways, they they seem to have a good time. I love that this the club scene, they had everyone in... Uh, kept showing every other person in, uh, you know, their different costumes. Everyone's having fun. And then CT's just kind of sitting there looking so bored. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Then we get the annoying... I mean... Jenny is gassing D to go make out with Jay, and then we get the shot of Rogan. Obviously, he's watching, looking cheesed. I'm so over all of this. Like, this is all just so dumb. Like, D was just doing this on purpose in front of Rogan. It was super annoying. But what did you make of all this? I think I liked it a lot more than you did. First of all, I love the good old nightclub pep talk that Jenny is giving D. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like when your guy or your girl, your friend pulls you aside to psych you up and say, hey, like I loved your ex, but like, fuck that person. Yeah. You need to go find someone new. You got to make them like, I love that pep talk energy. I'm all about it. Uh, I love that D just went for it, waited till Jay's guard was down. Definitely had some of the pops in him, Mm -hmm. as you would say, when the Remy's in the system. There's no telling. Mm -hmm. And that they just go for it. They're so drunk that they don't notice Rogan noticing them doing it. Um, I I do want to be clear. Like, I I don't like this (laughs) storyline. I don't like seeing Rogan and Dee bounce off each other. They're clearly still into each other and, like, playing the weird bullshit, trying to make each other jealous game that, like... People much younger than you and I. And much younger than them. Yeah, fair. Um, But I did did just love that drunken nightclub energy. You know what I mean? That's fair. That's fair. I'll I'll take the nightclub scene overall, despite it being ruined by D and Rogan. I'll still take the nightclub scene overall. So that's cool. I understand. I'm with you. I'm with you there. Uh, And then also whenever, you know, to stay on the theme here of famous lyrics you know after the club it's an after party which you know always is a a big time part of the challenge house after they go back home and after the bar that's when the drama normally happens rogan grabs his stuff leaves the room to let d get her swerve on we'd say but d then leaves and follows him says she doesn't really want to do anything they have another dumbass conversation about what they're doing they're still trying to figure each other out. I don't really care about this, but I guess the part that does matter is Rogan then goes to CT, right? Wearing the ugliest coat I have ever seen. Yeah, it's a, it's a look. And I don't I don't want to pull the Canadian card here. Okay. But we know a thing or two about dressing for warmth. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. And I know it's cold in the Czech Republic. Uh-huh. It is a winter nation just like ours. But man, there's no excuse for that kind of coat. Like, that coat is so ugly and so big. Like, how are you even going to pack that? Are you wearing that on the plane? Like, what are you thinking, Rogan? Like, come on, bro. Yeah, I don't know. It's Rogan. So, yeah, that's that's all I'll say. It's Rogan. So we get the scene. Rogan's asking CT to go in, but obviously we know CT wants to go in. And, you know, CT keeps bringing up the point of, I don't think people realize how hard it will be or the opportunities that will come to get the skull like it'll be more difficult than you think so they have their meeting ct says nelson and rogan and then they pick bear just because bear loves the attention at the end of the day though none of nothing happens in the the tribunal's whole interview session nothing crazy comes out of that no no i didn't think there i thought bear represented himself well yeah and like i thought (laughs) there was a the only thing that stuck out to me was nelson saying i am eliminations like that's what i'm known for in this game i was (laughs) like is that true like does he mean getting eliminated in eliminations like what am i missing something that's that's not what he's known for at all yeah like i thought i missed something like was there a season where nelson won like mad eliminations and like made it super far like there could be and i'm just forgetting but that i was kind of like okay like when i think of eliminations i think of like laurel who's only lost like two eliminations in her long ass career right i think of jordan and tori even last year who had to like just go in eliminations every single week to stay in the game like there there was one season years ago like a decade ago where Wes went in something like seven eliminations yeah. and was undefeated. Mm-hmm. There is a similar season where Sarah Rice went in again and again and again and I again remember and that. won. Like, I remember that. There's a season uh, Fresh Meat 2 where Kenny went in again. Kenny and Laurel actually went in over and over and over again and just kept coming back. So like... I, that's not what I'd say Nelson's reputation is. No, I agree. Sorry, with you. Nelson. I totally agree. Sorry, Nelly. I totally agree with you. So they come out of that tribunal, and then Jay takes a weird strategy of calling out Rogan. Rogan's playing. They have a dumb argument, which this is the first time I was kind of like, Jay looks like he's losing it, looks like he's rattled, like he looks but, like he's worried. But I thought Jay made good points in this argument. And, like, it sort of starts in the tribunal debates Mm -hmm. where Rogan says, like, I've always wanted to go into eliminations. He won last season based purely on staying out of eliminations. Like, he worked overtime to stay out of eliminations. So when Jay's saying, like, no, man, you play a scared game. And I like what Jay said. Like, listen, I'm going to win this elimination and I'm going to come back. And I'm going to make sure that you never see an elimination. I'm going to make sure you say, play the exact same game that you played last season. And then you're not going to make the final, but you're going to just like go have to pack your bags when we're done here. I like that energy. Yeah. Do you know what I'll, I'll say? I agree with you. I like it in theory. I just didn't believe Jay. And I was just like, bro, you don't yeah. carry that much weight. Like you can't control shit. Like, what are you talking about? That's what I was thinking there. And and that was before even thinking about could he win the elimination or not, right? Um, 
but going into the actual what's it called is it purgatory or am i making that up purgatory yeah you got it right so as they enter the arena i really liked how it was set up because it really eliminated the whole or trying to figure out what the challenge was as they walked in right because one of the game plans going forward obviously was going to be okay well we're going to try to see if we can figure out what this elimination is then i'll decide if i want to go in or not right so i thought that was kind of cool i like how they adjusted that and switched that up like i thought that was pretty cool um the one thing i thought that was interesting though is i was trying to look at what ct was wearing to try to figure out like okay does he have gear that like he would go into an elimination in or is he wearing like normal clothes and i saw the track pants i was like okay i think he's going in i think but still wasn't sure so so i was confident that he was gonna pick himself that he was gonna volunteer and go in yeah he does and and and, you know do you think that's the right move i thought it was absolutely the right i agree i thought ct played things really well until the actual elimination competition and we'll get to that in a moment but i have to tell you as i've thought that ct was gonna lose going in okay and i want to hear why not, i want to hear why because i think i know where you're going for two reasons the first is that jay is in other like upcoming like in the like previews oh, and stuff okay there's one where he has like his face covered and like he's wearing a helmet but you can still clearly see that jay is written on it i never noticed that. and as soon as they weren't covering their faces i'm like uh and i was thinking i'm like when what else have we seen clips of ct of and there's that one of him like maniacally laughing and then it happened on the episode i'm like uh-oh that's all i remember of ct like we've heard all the ct quotes the other thing that i thought was important was that when TJ was explaining the rules of the game, he said the door has to open all the way before you go in. And as soon as he said that, it very was clearly a voiceover. Correct. And I was like, oh, this isn't going to be a clean cut win. <laughs> okay. Because if it's a clean cut win, they're not like going back and having to voiceover like oh yeah by the way the door has to be open 100 percent before you go in you know what i mean i was like there there went back and he had tj do that voiceover for a reason no, i agree i agree with you totally and i did notice that as well um is is that the reason that you thought i was gonna bring no. up i thought you were gonna oh. bring up because i was kind of like everyone's a little too overhyped that ct's like, it was I, too I, much. And even though, like, on paper it is a mismatch, it's still not like the actual elimination was a slam dunk that CT would win it. Like, you could just no. have a better strategy. Literally anybody could have won this challenge. You could have put Josh in against CT. And would it be an upset? Yeah. But there's still a way where Josh could have, you know, figured out a way to tie a knot crazy and have CT not win. Do you know what I'm saying? So I found it just weird that people were so over the top that Jay had no chance against CT. And I will say they did a great job of editing 
in terms of the cutaways they had to the people watching and being like, what is Jay doing? Why did he grab like the smallest chain ever to tie around? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they had a bunch of those things in like, and, and a teaser where I think it was Corey that was like, well, I guess at this point you just got to hope CT gasses out, but I just don't see that happening. <laughs> right? Like I thought <laughs> there were little nuggets dropped in that I was just kind of like, Oh, okay. There were, there were, I like Jay and I respect Jay and like obviously he's an early contender for rookie of the year. But I was rooting for CT and although I just finished saying that I like off the hop I was pretty sure that CT was going to lose. I was still rooting for him. Same. And then as it went on like you I'm like they have too many clips of people gassing up CT. There's too much confessional talk. And then, so like we haven't really described it. What they have to do is they have these two prisons, essentially. And they each have a prison that they start with. And they have to basically barricade it. They can wrap ropes around it. They can wrap chains around it. They can put cinder blocks and rocks and stones and all sorts of shit all around it. In an effort, And then they switch... And they have to unbarricade it and whoever can open the door completely and touch their buzzer first to set off a light wins. And um, it really looked early on, like when CT was dismantling the barricade, like he was just full CT, just like picking things up. And like Jay could barely move some of the rocks that CT almost put down one handed. But CT really slowed down. Like, it was close. It looked like CT had it. Everyone thought CT was going to have it. And then suddenly Jay flung open his door and was in. But it was a little and, strategy things that Jay did, right? Like, tying the yeah. rope around the cinder blocks was a neat that was trick. Smart. And just having a bunch of shit in front of the door. So, like... Yeah, he jammed up the door. But even if, you know, sandbags, on their own, it doesn't weigh a lot. It's not that big of a deal. But when you have to remove five of them, six of them, that's still, you know, taking some gas out of the tank. And I think that's what happened to CT. But also, you know, what's harder or what's more difficult? Removing the cinder block or literally just pulling a rope through? Do you know what I mean? So, like, by the end of it, it kind of made sense. But even with that said... At the very end, I'm going to be honest with you. I was like, yo, isn't that open? Can't CT just go in? That's the part I didn't get. Because even when Jay pulled it, there was still like a rope attached to it, right? That he went in. Yeah. So it wasn't even like, I don't know. To me, I I thought that it was close enough that I thought CT was going to go in. And it made me wonder if CT did try to go in and they were like, no, it's not open all the way yet. And that's what happened in real time which who knows but who knows? it made me wonder because it didn't make sense did watching s- it i was just like yo go in yeah anisa was talking about how like i did notice that ct was less careful about clearing out the like space for the door to swing uh, yeah and anisa is like ct's using his brain he's trying to smash the cinder blocks so to like instead of like running the rope through but he looked gassed by the time he was trying to break the cinder blocks. And it didn't seem like he succeeded in breaking the cinder blocks. No. 
and he like we didn't see any of them break he was super so he's he was gassed and he was losing energy on that and he even admitted afterwards that he has to come back in better shape i will say he looked like he had lost weight from the previous season true i agree with that i agree with that um but yeah i mean jay wins and it's it's pretty emotional for him right like he's pretty fired up he talks about how this is a dream for him and ct's like stop it man don't make it weird (laughs) i thought that was kind (laughs) of funny um i'll tell you right now that was my line of the episode oh okay that back and forth i i backed it up so i could transcribe it correctly jay says you know this is one of my dreams and ct goes don't make it weird bro and jay goes no 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 it is weird for me it is weird i don't care that was interesting i have a question for you though yep does beating ct and having two elimination wins does that help jay or does that hurt jay like the next time it's male elimination do you think he's going back in if he's not on the tribunal so i wrote down the question is jay the layup everyone thinks he is and I think that it's not going to help him. I think he's going to end up going back in because people still think that they'll be able to beat him. Right? Because here's a here's a real thing about the house, right? It's him or Swaggy. Other than that, yeah. who else do you really want to get matched up against in that house in an elimination? I'll tell you who. Kyle. Okay. There's some, there's some That's fair. That's where I think Kyle is vulnerable. To a lesser extent, Bear, I think, is vulnerable. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, but certainly, like, I would say that Jay is still... I don't know what's going to take to convince people, but I think the idea that, like, you don't want to call someone new out unless you have to. Yeah, I think Swaggy's going in next. Yeah? Against Jay or, like, just by himself? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's too weird because different people are playing the game in different ways at this point, right? So you still have people who are eliminate, who are trying to avoid the elimination, and I think CT mm-hmm. getting eliminated is going to keep that from, you know, like people are going to stay on that side. Like, see, this is why you don't want to go into eliminations. But I still think, and I, I have this question for you, so CT lost, but is that still the right strategy? Especially for CT, it's the right strategy. I've been saying this all along for Jenny and CT who have great political games, don't love being in alliances and thrive in eliminations. Get that easy elimination win and then just like hang back. Like I would be surprised if Jenny sees another elimination. And also too, just because like CT was saying, like how else was he going to come across getting an elimination? They're not going to vote him in because nobody's going to want to go against him. So how's he going to convince a whole house to vote him in? This is the best chance. And he um, can just go to Johnny and Wes, who are going to be running mad political game, and be like, guys, just tell me who to vote for. For sure. And, like, I'm going to hang back. For sure. And and also, with the caveat to them, to say, like, listen, have me vote last. If it's a huge route, I'm just going to go at the house. But I'm not going to say your names. Yeah, no, totally. Like... And I think CT would be happiest if he doesn't have to do an alliance. No, that's fair. Like, CT gets most frustrated when he's, like, allied with Kara, 
and Kara's wrapped up in all the Polly Kyle bullshit. And C2's just like, hey, like, can we just make the smart decision here? Like, I honestly, except for, you know, maybe not making, like, being gassed out and not, and maybe focusing, lingering too much on trying to smash those cinder blocks, I thought this game plan was the perfect play for CT especially. And I'm sorry to see him go because he's funny. I like him. He had other good lines in this episode too. Like I'm, uh, when he sort of walked in on the Ashley and Johnny conversation with Jenny and in confessional, he said, if Ashley's the devil, then what's Johnny? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I thought that's what was your, what was your line of the episode? Uh, so my line, hold on. First, before I get to that, though, I want to say I do think that that's the right strategy that CT did, win or lose. Because I think the thing that I've learned two episodes in, right? And, and I said from the beginning, as soon as we found out what the what the uh, the twist was this season, right? And then especially after last episode when we found out the next twist, I still think that's the right strategy to try and win the daily challenge and try to put yourself into an elimination against whoever the weakest person is. And CT even gave you the the next nugget in terms of saying when he won and it was a guy's elimination and it was him and a girl, he wanted to pick another girl so that therefore there's no decision to be made between the two girls on if he Mm. wants to go in or not. Right. Mm-hmm. So he basically just gave the blueprint because I think win or lose, you want to be able to do it on your own terms. And even though he went out and he lost, it's on his own terms. And you'd rather have it be like that as opposed to and I get and, and swaggy. Don't get me wrong. I understand why, as mentioned earlier, I get why he didn't want to go in because he's a rook. You still want to hang around, kind of learn the game a bit more. Uh, Johnny probably just wants to make a bit of a run because he's been out early the past how many seasons so i get why he doesn't want to go in but everyone else i feel like if you win the challenge the daily challenge you definitely should want to go in because that's going to be your best opportunity to control your own fate other than that it's in someone else's hands and you got to rely on someone else not backstabbing you you got to rely oh do i have all the numbers there's so many other things you got to work through so yeah i agree but you, I, sorry. I was going to say, I also think to CT's point, like, when are Johnny and Wes going to go in? And who are they going to go against? No idea. So I, I get it. Hang around for as long as you can and hope for another twist. Yeah. Like, what if Jay keeps eliminating people and Jay's the only one with, <laughs> with skulls? <laughs> Like I said, I mean, we know he goes in another elimination because in the, like, coming up on, there's a clear shot of him. They even showed it, a, a new clip where it's just, like, his face, but it's covering the face, but, like, it's clearly his eyes. Like, it's... Um, what was your line of the episode, though? We so got away from it that. it was uh, Johnny Bananas, who I thought had a great episode, and it was during his argument with Ashley, where, or actually, when Ashley was explaining a, their explaining Johnny going behind her back. So Ashley is talking to Jenny and she's explaining it. And bananas just walks right in. And he's like, hello, how are you guys doing tonight? And they're just like, come on, Johnny, like, what are you doing? And, and she's like, you're, you're a shit disturber. You're just stirring the pot. That's all you always do. And he's like, 
I just walked in and put my loofah away. <laughs> I thought that was really good. Just because, like, got- it was the most, like, ridiculous thing ever. But he said it again so perfectly for the cameras. So I'm giving him credit for that. I'm giving him credit for that. You, you got to stay ex- exfoliated, you know? Hey, not mad at him. He's just putting his loofah away. Got to keep it healthy. Sheldon, I got to ask you. Who killed it for you this week? I find it's a tough call. So you people might be surprised by this, but Johnny Bananas killed it for me in this episode. Wow. Yeah. I'm surprised by that. So That is not the two names I was thinking of. So here's the thing. Johnny Bananas, I just told you, I just love the way that he played Ashley like a fiddle in this episode, right? Like Johnny Bananas is going to be Johnny Bananas. So no matter what, early on in the game, people are going to try to put him in right? Ashley, you don't have to spearhead anything. It's just going to naturally happen, right? So all you're doing is getting yourself worked up and putting a target on your back. And I get that Bananas was talking shit about you. I understand that. I understand the whole thing. Totally do. Doesn't even matter if he's right or wrong. The point is that you fell for it. So I'm giving him a point for that. I'm giving him another point for solidifying his alliance with Wes because I think that's a very key part and it's the only chance that Bananas really has at surviving this season and it might be the same for Wes as well but Bananas actually needed that from Wes in this episode more so than Wes needed Bananas in this episode so whatever he did to solidify that with Wes and I think he did a really good job of going back at Wes after like when they're at the bar and you know gassing him up being like hey man appreciate that blah 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 cool also he avoided the elimination which i think is massive because jay tried to play like the young buck role and trying to like go at the big dog and talk his shit to him and you know they tried to like flip the whole house without doing their research without doing the numbers so wes and Corey both sat back played out the numbers and realized nah it's too early this doesn't even make sense to go up bananas now but johnny let jay talk his shit let ashley talk her shit and now they're big targets as well jay shouldn't even be on anyone's radar anymore but he's still gonna be because he's talking that talk and he tried to go up bananas and now people are still talking about even Corey or whoever it was at the end of the elimination was like oh yeah so this is a win for all of us a strong player in ct's gone and the layup is still in the house which is good for me so to me yeah johnny banana you killed it in this episode an all-around performance that didn't even have much to do with the actual like competition but more just the house he dominated the house a solid performance in the house johnny bananas you killed it i'm going with jay i was back and forth between him and ct because as you and i just finished saying i thought ct played his cards right it just he gassed out at the end. Like, he was 90% of the way there. On some alternate dimension, CT beats Jay and then just chills till the end of the season. Uh, but Jay is putting together already a Rookie of the Year season. Right? Like, we've sp- in previous years, we've talked about Jenny being the Rookie of the Year. We've talked about Cam being the Rookie of the Year. And rookies are made in the elimination he's now 2-0 including knocking off 
one of the all-time greats, a legend, a guy he admitted that he grew up watching. He also, you know, we talk about five tool players. He's having some fun at the extracurriculars. You know what I'm saying? And that counts for something. And I think the part that really sold me as him being this week's MVP was when he could hear D and Rogan arguing about him. And he's like, joke's on you. I'm just going to go to sleep. Like, because earlier on, I'd, I'd written down, like, I wonder how Jay feels about just being used, like that he's just the pawn in this like weird dynamic between D and Rogan. Turns out he's fine. He got to make out with the girl that he likes. Goes to sleep. Yeah. Stakes are low. Fair enough. Gets his rest. Knocks out a a legend the next day. Building a long-term career. Like, I expect we see Jay for seasons to come. He seems like a reality TV guy, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Some, like, I'm not sure we're going to see Swaggy C and Bailey beyond this season. We're going to see Jay for the foreseeable future. The one thing I will say that is interesting is that people keep referring to, and even even TJ says it, Jay's punched his ticket to the final. And it's like, no, that's not it. He's made himself eligible for the final. Yeah. Right? Which is two different things. So that's the other part of this that's interesting. But, you know, there's still a lot of season to be played. A lot Absolutely. of season to be played. A lot of season. Where can the good people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander and on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And please like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts on iTunes, on uh, SoundCloud, on uh, YouTube. Like and subscribe. Please do the do. Like and subscribe. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jay Chidley Hill. Uh, this weekend, I got a wolf puzzle that I'm going to be doing. I'm very excited, so follow along with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, uh, of course, as I've warned people that follow me on Twitter, I am tweeting about real-life stuff. So if that's not your bag, be warned. That's fair. That's fair. Until next week, this was You Killed It. You killed it.